Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anandambi Karaja. And I am Stephen Banos. Welcome, Stephen. How you going? <laughs> Welcome. Is that is that the level of enthusiasm that you're bringing us into 2022 with? Well, I, you try I, that ag- I again. <laughs> How outrageous. I think, I think well, it, it reflects two years of COVID is what that welcome is. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a weighted welcome. It means, uh, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's a heavy year coming into it. So I think it, the, the welcome was mm. accurate. I'm, I'm not a person to mislead others. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I bring the appropriate amount of energy each time. Uh, but Stephen, That's I mean, you, you're, are you mm-hmm. doing okay? I mean, your, your sleeves are rolled up. Is there something you want to tell me? Is everything going okay? Yeah, I was. I, I wanted to make a fashion statement just because you're so much uh, better dressed than me. But this yeah. is a podcast, so that, that's that not helpful is. to people. Um, it's, but it's interesting I, when, you, when you think about how we've changed the recording times. I mean, the intention was it's, it was meant to be like a midnight conversation, right? And, and yeah. we've never done it at midnight. But we, we started off doing it pretty close to midnight, like 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and then mm-hmm. it changed into... 4 p.m. and then now here we are on our lunch breaks doing a doing a, a midnight conversation podcast. So I was I was thinking about this earlier that we mm. might need to change it to midday conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I think the logistics of actually changing all the things is is uh, probably not going to happen. So I say we keep it to, it's mid <laughs> it's midnight somewhere. Uh, it's a podcast. Let's not get too bogged down. <laughs> conversation had, but yeah, yeah look, sure. uh, maybe maybe that's just uh, part of part of getting older. Maybe when you're, you're you're younger, you're more inclined to stay up later. Yeah, and then true. as you age, you know the late lateness changes. Yeah. Now this is <laughs> this is late afternoon for me at twelve fifty. <laughs> no, that's true. And and you're working today, Stephen. Is that is that what's happening? I am. It's been a busy yeah. day so far. And, uh, Interesting. And, and so and you- we're working with like you know a sweat top and uh, you know sleeves rolled up. Just, <laughs> just is there no like standard uh, uniform or, or you know protocol for your, your workplace of how you dress? Is it? Is no, there's no. look. That's yeah. that's life of working from home. I think no I honestly, level of I've I've <laughs> seen you as a student. Uh, I've seen you in many many forms of your life. Uh, you seem mm-hmm. better dressed as a student than you do right now. So I, I don't know. I think twenty twenty two. Maybe you came okay. in with a lot of verbal enthusiasm, but your physical appearance is is really maybe what was reflected in my welcome there. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I've been working from home for for two years now, so I, right. I've I've lost all you know like. Uh, awareness of social standards i've yeah. forgotten how to talk to people as well so yeah. well, i'm just gonna be blabbering on for the next 15 20 minutes so that's right we're, enjoy we're, listeners <laughs> and, and we're back into the podcast so it's you know nice nice to <laughs> this is the first time you and i have seen each other since uh doing the podcast in a while so it's been a while so yeah but we'll, let, very, let's, very long time let's get back into it uh with mm-hmm. uh, this week's episode um do you want to cover what the mm-hmm. the title of the paper is what we chosen for uh to kick the year off i i don't have the title of the paper up so, uh, but we're, we're t- <laughs> we are we're, what what we're talking about. What are we is, talking about? Um, changing metabolism over time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is an interesting paper because of mm. just the scale at which they were able to record data. Um, 
do you, I don't have the figures in front of me, but it was something like 21 different, 29 different countries, was it? And Yeah, um, I, I mean... People uh, of all ages across those countries. Yeah, they have... Essentially, the paper is called Daily Energy Expenditure Through the mm. Human Life Course. And so uh, yes. what they tried to do is map changes in a bunch of different things, including, um, uh, well, mostly energy expenditure. And it can be thought of as, as your metabolism. So um, before we get stuck into the results of this study and, and what they did, um, mm. Stephen, I'd be interested to know, what's your general understanding, using you as a sample size of one representation of what people think in terms of metabolism, what do you know of metabolism? Do you know when it's fast in your life, when it's apparently meant to be slow? What, do you, what are your general thoughts there? Mm, I've always held that preconception that your metabolism is kind of uh, fastest when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it slows down probably yeah, when you're... I, I thought my metabolism would be slowing down right about now at the age of 28. Right, into 30s, yeah. like into that 30s, sort of yeah. age group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is this was is actually a commonly held belief and, and mm-hmm. one that I held as well, one in which I felt that the, the science demonstrated was that um, this metabolism change does occur. Um, but what was uh, amazing about this paper, which is published in, in the journal called Metabolism, and it's, it's quite a technical paper, but the overarching finding that I thought would be useful for this discussion today is it's sort of like a mythbuster paper because it mm. ha- the results of what they show where they track metabolism across these people uh, across their life course they found that uh, it actually remains relatively stable from 20 to 60 years of age uh, mm. and then begins to decline after 60 so this sort of um decrease in metabolism that people report as they get older is unlikely the case. What, what these authors have found that it's, your metabolism doesn't in, in, in fact decrease. So what would, would people think that uh, their metabolism slows down for a few reasons? One, they notice a weight gain, which is is seen. Uh, I mean, I myself published a paper that looked at self-plug there, but looks at yeah. changes in fat mass as uh, um, women go through uh, midlife and menopause. And uh, I found there was an increase in fat mass. But what we realize is that the changes in fat mass that we see are likely related to other parts of our body composition. So uh, oftentimes uh, people lose muscle mass as they get older. uh, And this muscle mass is actually really, really important part of, uh, it demands a lot of energy. Your your muscles demand a lot more energy than other parts. So it's like- Hang on, so so just having muscles demands more energy? Yeah. You you have a higher metabolism if you have a higher muscle. Yeah. So if if you compare fat, to muscle, to bone, and the amount of energy required to maintain these things, muscle requires the most number of calories to ah. sustain itself. So the more yeah, muscle you have, the more likely you are to burn calories just by your body maintaining the muscle mass. So, wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a that's an ad for a gym membership right there, if ever I heard one. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, there's other ways to gain muscle mass. I mean, I, you, know, <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could go to the gym. You could uh, do uh, even just body weight exercises, push-ups, pull-ups, especially for people who are older or who haven't exercised in a long time. Body weight exercises are always recommended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, what are your thoughts on that? Does it, does it shift the way you think about things? What, what are your <clears throat> overall impressions of those findings? Yeah, well, I, I want to turn a question back on you firstly, mm-hmm. because you've recently had a child and you're approaching 
you know, the approaching your thirties now. So I was kind of wondering if you're developing a dad bod or whether you've maintained <laughs> that <laughs> that highly active lifestyle that you previously. Yeah, I I uh, I would actually say I'm probably the fittest I've ever been. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and there's a few there's a few factors that that go into that. There was a uh, well, I picked up climbing as a, a hobby, I guess, sport um, two years ago. So that in leads lends itself to having um it's a lot of physical activity it it, it yeah. develops your muscle mass quite a lot so if we're talking about muscle mass burning calories there's probably that factor to it uh, moving down to canberra several years ago canberra is a very cycle friendly place i i cycle everywhere so as you know even cycling to bouldering and back so all these sort of factors i think lends itself to me being more fitter than I, I was previously. So yeah, yeah. I, just I just for context for the listeners, yeah. you you live about a forty five minute to an hour cycle away from the bouldering place. So you'll cycle there, you'll boulder, <laughs> climb walls for an hour, and then yeah. cycle back. So <laughs> well, yeah. Usually yeah. climate sessions go for a while, like two to three hours, and then so I'll get there <laughs> okay. around around eight o'clock, uh, finish up at like nine thirty ten, and then um, uh, cycle home, get home by eleven. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, wow. plug in some midnight conversation podcasts in my ear, and I'm, I'm, it, the cycles feel quick. <laughs> it's a, yeah. <laughs> another self plug. No, but yeah, so so I I I I do think I'm I'm fitter, but I think that's a factor. I, there was a a friend I used to climb with. He moved to Queensland, but he used to always make this joke. Um, before I was a father, going into fatherhood, uh, about dad strength, and he'd always scream dad strength at me as I was climbing walls. I was like, "What is dad strength?" He's like, "When you become a dad, you harness the strength of becoming a dad." And, and yeah, I, I, maybe I, I blame it on that. Maybe that's that's a. I need to do a scientific study on dad strength. The study of strength. I love dads. that. Um, about yourself, I, I mean, that. do you feel mm. uh, your energy output? How would you compare physical activity or even physique from now to previously? Yeah, I think I feel like my potential to to be fit is the is the greatest it's ever been. I'm just not realizing that potential. I um what do I you mean, mean I, by that your potential to be fit. Like you have more as opportunities in I, to do so? I have more opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I live very close to my gym and I live near a pool, I live near the beach. I have a lot of time <laughs> now as well. Um but uh, I think the past the past few months have been rough for me just uh, you know, Christmas period eating Christmas, plenty yeah, and yeah. And then I got COVID, so it's taken mm. um, about two weeks since I tested positive and still yeah. like, I went to the gym yesterday and was struggling to breathe a bit. So it's still kind of, it's lingering. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it now that I know from this paper that I, I really have no excuses for maintaining my little paunch that yeah. I've developed. <laughs> That's um, it. It's a good, it's a really good message, I think, because a, a lot of people, especially, you know, they're in their forties and fifties seem to, you know, rely on that excuse of like, oh, you know, metabolism slowing, you know, what's, what's the point of, mm-hmm. of trying to, to keep fit and healthy. And, you know, this, this paper says, well, like, hang, hang, hang on, buddy, your, your metabolism hasn't really changed all that much since you were 20. So get yeah. back on the treadmill. That's, that, that's exactly right. And I, mm. I actually think it's quite a um, empowering message because sometimes if you look at these changes and you think that it's metabolism related, you're like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just my metabolism slowing down. Uh, mm. But in fact, if, if this paper shows us that it's, it stays stable around these age ranges of 20 to 60, it, it's quite inspiring. It means, well, it do those um, body weight exercises, get that cardio in, do the incidental exercise, and um, you will be able to um, be as fit as you want to be. And so there, there's not this limiting factor of your body's um, mechanics. And it's sort of, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it makes sense. And, and and a lot of these things, when we when we track the decline in uh, physique or physical activity or uh, anything in in individuals, we see it, it's sort of correlated with. Uh, this increase in responsibility as people go into the workforce in their um, mid-20s or even early 30s or early 20s, and then uh, more responsibilities if they ha- have families or even if they have more responsibilities at work. All these things uh, typically lead to not having the time to do the things you're saying. Even when they're lo- close in proximity, it's difficult, and it has to be, um, I think, a conscious choice to do that. That's why I, I think for me, living in Canberra has been great because uh, it's been the incidental exercise of, well, I have to get to work, so I'll cycle to work and cycle back. And um, I recently got one of those trailers for uh, my son, so that'll be fun. I'll be riding around Canberra. Tra- oh, you no. know, in the, in the, in the oh, bike. It. So yeah, I'm just going around. <laughs> so now I've got some resistance weight training in, uh, <laughs> as I cycle. So now I'm even, even stronger in the legs. So yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely about embedding what can be done and doing what you can with what you have. And I, one thing I actually did recently with my, I, I used to run quite a lot when I was younger. Mm. Uh, I mean, younger, when I was in my early 20s, but <laughs> uh, uh, but definitely less so. Uh, but I got to the p- point where I was running so much and I was really good with speed and I was really focused on how fast I was running and how well I could do. Uh, and I was really fired up after doing a run. But then the next run, I was a bit demotivated because like, oh, I'm not keeping the same pace as previously and holding myself to high standards. So lately... Uh, or this year, I, I stopped using trackers to track how far or how fast I cycle or how far or how mm. fast I run. And I found that I've been getting out and doing those activities more because there's less of that mental pressure of saying, well, oh, that was a really great cycle. I went really fast or I covered that distance. And so sometimes doing the things that allow you to engage in those activities more often. I think so far, I mean, I'm just a few weeks in, but it's been very effective. I've been getting out and doing stuff and enjoying it more mm-hmm. often uh, rather than having someone speak in my ear. Oh, this is your pace in the last kilometer. This is your pace in the last few kilometers and keep up your pace. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it could be useful. I mean, do you track your progress as you're exercising when you do these things? No, I don't. But mm. I think I should because I, I feel like I would I would go the, the the opposite direction to you. As in, if I saw that my results from the past were better, I would try definitely know, to, to consistently beat them. I, I think, think it, it, it can be more, yeah. it can be a strong motivator, and it definitely was for me. And mm. it just got to a point where it was less so. Of <laughs> but I think for much. many people, yeah. it, can, it can it can be a good motivator. So it's excellent. Um, yeah. So I mean, so, Stephen, mm. yeah. Sorry, what, what were you going to say? What, what, oh, I, just, I, I thought I thought I should just mention one of the other the key findings from this paper, which was that um, your metabolism actually peaks when you're an infant, mm. um, rather than peaking in adolescence, which is kind of the, the was was the preconception. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, and it's it, it's interesting, and it's uh, when we think about the changes that are happening in the body, like we there's so many changes in in uh, infants that are increase in motor control, and and the brain's developing, and uh, muscles are developing, and every everything that they're doing uh, leads to physical activity. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a very physical time of discovering the limits of their body, which is sort of essentially in their minds limitless and so um mm. the the high metabolism allows them to uh, burn through calories and and also maybe reflects the the level of activity in their in their lifestyle it's mm. uh, but it 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 is 
yeah, interesting how it waxes and wanes throughout the life course and uh, the reasons for this. I'm sure there's many other scientific reasons, but I'm not, I'm not mm. sure exactly why this is. Yeah, this. but yeah. I'm sure that 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 also suggests that uh, it's very important to to feed children, infants, um, mm. you know, sufficiently. So please, please make sure your your son is getting enough. Oh, um, I mean, good, I try. Food, I, <laughs> I try. And, you know, I never know how much food to give him. I just, uh, I just, you know, you, you just, uh, it, it's always been uh, like, how you just keep, I just keep giving him food and sometimes he takes it. Sometimes he's like, ah, oh, maybe not. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I'm hoping his body like just naturally works it out. I just want to, my, my focus <laughs> is I always want things to be fun. So I want like feeding time to be fun. I want stuff to be enjoyable. I don't want him to feel like it's a chore. So I just try mm. to make things fun. So I don't, I don't know how much he, should be taken it. There are these like uh, these uh, trajectories that you're meant to look at body weight, but you know, being a scientist, you're you're very skeptical of these trajectories because you're like, well, what sample did they use to map these trajectories? And are those samples relevant to my son's ethnicity or location? And all all sorts of factors. There's all these factors, but uh, they 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 like these uh, these trajectories. So, anyways, mm. uh, he's, he's getting bigger. <laughs> you you were a chubby child, weren't you? Hey, Stephen, if we're going to bring, <laughs> bring childhood baggage, I think you were a chubby child too, if I, I recall was, correctly. All right? Yes, so, I, I was. I, <laughs> possibly there's something in our genetics that makes us want to overfeed children. So yeah, perhaps. Just, just be, be wary. Maybe, maybe. No, yeah, I'm wary of it. Thanks, Stephen. Um, so what was, I guess, what's your takeaway from, from this paper? Is there anything taken forward? I mean, how, what are your sort of goals post Holiday weight and post-COVID, I mean, good to see you're doing relatively okay. Maybe I shouldn't have been so hard on your physical appearance as we started this episode. <laughs> uh, but how, how, what are your sort of takeaways from this? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's really good to, to have read this paper now and just, you know, to, to lose that excuse of, of slowing metabolism. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think that that'll kind of push me to, to get back to to the the fitness levels that I held, you know, even like October, November last year, I was I was probably twice as fit as I am now. So yeah, I um, really really need to to focus on getting that back. Yeah, um, I re- I remember I used to play a lot of like social sports, like soccer, mm. and, and I think that's a another way, I guess, social motivation to get active. It can it can help a lot. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Mm. I I need that as well. Just being cooped up at home, just staring at screens all day. As well. Yeah, yeah, good, exactly. good for good for stress and. And mental health as as well. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. Um, and for and for you, what are, what's the key takeaway? Uh, it's essentially the it, it's inspiring to me the fact that uh, metabolism is it doesn't really dictate how your twenties to sixties uh, go in terms of your uh, um, changes in in fat mass. There, there are other factors, and I, I reckon the most likely factors are. Physical activity output, because uh, you know that influences the number of calories that you're uh, using in a day. Uh, definitely, diet is probably very, very important because if you eat lots of high caloric foods, you're not going to feel full. You'll eat more food, all that sort of stuff. And then I think muscle mass. And I, I think when I walk away from this paper, it makes me realize those are just probably the three components if I want to live a healthy life. Because I, I, I get I'm in a unique position because my research is on broadly healthy aging and and the brain as it changes and so when i when i look at this i'm constantly reminded of these things we need to do to maintain a healthy lifestyle i'm also because i focus on dementia research i see the consequences um not always direct there's other factors genetic of course but i do see the influence that poor uh, physical activity or low poor diet can have on the brain health and so i think these Mm. reminders 
are pretty helpful uh, and motivating. But I think this paper in itself is motivating to me to know that, well, it, it shows we need more focus on these modifiable risk factors. And I think it's a, it's a really important podcast to start off 2022 with and a, a good message to get out there that um, make sure that you're, you're conscious of, I guess, these three factors at a minimum, which is physical activity, diet, and um, I guess your muscle mass or uh, improving that. And so... Yeah, you could do things like DEXA, dual energy, X-ray absorbatory scans. Um, if if I, I, I'm not sure if it's covered by private or not, but it's a very nice breakdown of your bone density, your muscle mass, your fat mass, uh, especially as people age in their 30s, 40s, 50s, their bone mineral density, particularly in women, goes down. So there's, um, which means your bone b- bones can be thought of as being more brittle, more prone to breaking. Um, and so if you have this, then you have injuries, you're less likely to engage in physical activity. So there's all sorts of layers to it. But I guess if I had a recommendation from this, it would be engage in these modifiable lifestyle factors. And if you can know what your baseline factor is, just like you were saying, it helps to know your numbers. So if you know what your baseline number is and check on it every few years, it'll be it'll be Mm -hmm. maybe a motivator and maybe useful to uh, see how you're going. So. Do you, just just one last quick question though. Yeah. Do, you, do you think the belief that your metabolism is slowing could potentially cause it to slow? Just the power of the mind. I th- I think in it, it can influence your motivation and behaviors. I I, I definitely think if someone says, "Oh, my metabolism is meant to slow down in my forties," uh, that's why I'm seeing this. Uh, but th- it makes them put more emphasis on the slow metabolism rather than the perhaps poor dietary choices that are occurring because of lack of time, lack of, um, yeah, maybe time poor people is is probably the most common reason. And so Mm. I definitely think it shifts the weight off that as a, as a reason, maybe shifts it onto other factors. Now I'm saying this, there are other factors that influence, um, weight gain in midlife and it's not all modifiable, but I do think the good thing about this is sort of knocks off this one big, big factor that lots of people would point to and maybe says, Hey, let's, let's do some other activities to try to mitigate this. So yeah. yeah I think On my 60th birthday. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to eat so much cake. Yeah. Just let my body decline. Yeah. From there. I can't wait. I don't, I don't know if that's the message. I think, I think when you're 60, <laughs> it's saying I'm that your it metabolism's worse to cope with the, the high intake of calories. So if anything, it's, it's use it now rather than when you're 60, right? Isn't that the, no the the message is to give up when you hit 60 i hope i hope listeners also follow me in that line of thinking that's right (laughs) i i I do hope we're doing these podcasts till we're 60 it'll be it'll be just to to check in and then we could like throw back to previous podcasts it's 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 great it's it sounds good i would say that um uh thanks Stephen. i forget how we wrap these podcasts up but yeah uh, me too i feel like Um, we throw to our uh, socials, but I, I don't know if we're maintaining any social. Wait, no, look, so- uh, our Instagram is is still alive, so uh, Midnight cool. Conversations Podcast is the handle. Yeah, I think email. Um, I, I mean, email. I, I get emails that come through. So if if you want to email, email us. I don't know what the email address is. Stephen, are you Midnight on that? Midnight Conversations Podcast at gmail dot com. There you go. I I love them up, and you, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> knock them out of the park. So um, yeah, do that. Email us. The main thing, I mean, email us if you have any thoughts and stuff we covered. Of course, yeah. if there's things that we we these these are very casual podcasts. We try to embed science with with some commentary and and try to engage in critical thinking to some extent but of course if there's anything that uh we've overlooked uh, feel free to let us know and and we can address that in future podcasts mm. or if you have thoughts on future papers um it would be yeah great to let us know what topics you like because we're very flexible we're, we just find stuff that interests us and that we think would be fun to talk about so let us yeah, know at the email address 
We're just going to get all these emails now that are like less Steve, more added. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're dynamic duo, Steve. I think that's, that's what happens. Who, who would I make fun of if you're not here? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's good. All right. Thanks very much, guys. Right. See you next time. See you guys. Thank you. Bye.